are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. prequel to midnight mass right you know we got brad and frank here we're talking about the the people who couldn't make it to midnight mass to come here we get to see the beginning part of that right bradley and i prefer the you know, almost lunchtime mass because you know <laughs> just roll out of bread and just you know go to brunch right afterwards so hey <laughs> brunch Aww. mass would be an amazing thing you know? there's no no and no jim jones action going around like in that last episode so that helps too but yeah. you still have to get the Eucharist, which sticks to the roof of your mouth halfway back to your pew. And you're like, how do I get this out? Ah! <laughs> I am not Catholic, so I do not know any of this stuff. <laughs> the Mass might be referring to a Catholic ceremony, but I think in this case it precludes shooting. Ah, it's got a double meaning. Yeah. So I guess that's the end of the bit. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to end that on a high note. This does take place almost exclusively in a church, too, so it's actually kind of appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to start light here because just like that review for The Father that we did last year, this is another movie going in. You have to find some way to put some levity here because it is heavy. That's really heavy. Yeah. Oh, it, I think it's heavy, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'd like to think. Is, the, fa- the Father is light in comparison really it's a different type of heaviness in the father because that one's all very like very intimate emotion which well this one's his too but (laughs) (laughs) i call it intimate yes it's a very different type of intimate conversation but hey everybody i'm justin zarian i'm here hosting this review alongside here we got frank hello how's it going going great then over here we got melina evening gents evening and then over here we got bradley hello hey oh boy where do we start in this one you know (laughs) melina would you like to try and give a plot synopsis for what mass is about so basically this is the story about two couples who agree to come together six years after a tragedy that befell both of their sons you have one couple who are played by jason isaacs and martha plimpton the other played by the absolutely amazing and Dowd. i just have to say that right now and reed bernie they come together because both of their sons were killed in a school shooting one of whom was a victim the other was the culprit. And yes, I know. Sounds great. But essentially... And then hilarity ensues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm so it's going just, to hell. It's just Pratt Falls <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're, I'm such a horrible person. I'm laughing. Mm. You kind of have to after something like this. I will say that right now. 90% of it is shot in a single room in an Episcopalian church where these people have agreed to come together and discuss what has happened not just the details of the crime itself but the aftermath and what each of them are doing 
in their how each of them are faring in their own personal uh, grieving process. And if that sounds if that sounds heavy and tragic, uh, that's because yes, in and of itself, it absolutely is. It, we live in a world where school shootings are unfortunately and tragically prevalent. It's impossible not to see this as just absolutely heartbreaking. But when I said before, when I questioned whether or not this is heavy, I would say that's because its greatest strength is that this is one of the most honest and harrowing stories that is not ever asking or begging for your tears. And there's a lot of tears shed in this movie. It, it, like That's the thing. When you say it's 90% in the room, I, I clocked it because we got the screeners for this. I think it's an it's just under two hours, and I want to say a good hour and 20 minutes is just one long conversation. Like, literally, it only breaks to anything else for, like, a couple seconds at a time. But you're in there, right in the middle of this conversation with all four of these actors for a good chunk of this runtime. Like, to the point where I have to suspect that the writer and director here, Franz Kranz, he got into theater a lot lately, and I'm sure this is a proof of concept to make a play based on something like this. You know, like in, a, in the best way possible, because it feels like he studied the best of these kinds of intimate, small plays. That you sure. Yeah, it does feel it does feel very much like a play. I'm kind of glad that it isn't because I think it's it, it's really the kind of movie that that people are afraid to make these days, which is the the chamber mm-hmm. piece. And and people do say, and, and it's understandable, this oh that could have been a play. But I think the beauty of a good chamber piece is that it provides the intimacy of film and it sort of blends it with the. The self-contained nature of a stage drama. I'm thinking of the movie I reviewed earlier this summer called No Man of God, which did the same thing. And it's just about the people and the emotions being discussed. Even though it is very heavy material, it's still very enriching and enlivening. For, for, for this is his debut, and the fact that mm-hmm. he ma- they provide such a masterwork, his first time at bat. My gosh. Oh yeah. Which funny thing too for people who don't know Frank Kranz, he was the stoner dude from Cabin in the Woods. That's one of his probably most popular film roles people remember. He from. is insanely ripped, by the way. Dude has got a six pack. He has I got knew a six you were pack. Say that. Like there's no tomorrow. Like it's going out of fashion. He's got a six pack. Like it's insane. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go look that up. You know what he also he's also got? A really good ear for dialogue. Because yeah, no, that's seriously. one of the things right off the bat I can praise this movie is that he when you think about this, it's a four person conversation piece. And he balances the conversation out so perfectly in some ways. Like, you never feel like any actor is given less or more to do than everyone else. Everyone has their turn to be the centerpiece of this movie. And I think he handles the conversation so well. Like, you could, again, when you're in the middle of this conversation, you feel like real people talking to each other about this horrible, horrible subject, you know? Do you know what? I, I, I picked up on that as well. And it's like, when we first are introduced to these people it's these four characters just dancing around the subject and mm-hmm. it's it has this piece together what happened rather than spoon feeding us you know, whenever you're spoon fed you know a series of events you know right off the bat it, i i, I kind of feel it like it's kind of like a little bit condescending i, I kind of call i call it movie splaining <laughs> i can infer what happened if you're just you know just, just talk like you that you like you guys already like talk about the history you guys have naturally and he presents the dialogues so realistically and with such a rhythm that it's it's just invigorating to follow this is not a movie for the live tweet generation i gotta say this is a movie for the for the active film for the active film goer who is you know hooked from the first frame and nothing's going to distract them and honestly when you guys were talking about how this is something that doesn't spoon feed you i really wrestled back and forth between explaining what 
the subject is that these two couples have come to talk about in my synopsis. The only reason I did is because it's in the trailer. And the other reason is I think that this is a movie that you could go into and you could have that information slowly come out and it will be shocking. I just feel mm -hmm. it, it might be too much of a trigger for some people to not bring it up ahead of time. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer. I just jumped onto this review because I'm a super and out fanatic. The thing about the trauma of this movie is as they're having this conversation, you can piece together how long it's been and how long they've been dealing with this tragedy. And my favorite thing about these performances is they're dealing with what happened to them as if it was yesterday and as if it was years ago. And that's how trauma works. It yeah. can feel oh, yeah. like it just happened and it can feel like you've been carrying that weight or mass <laughs> for years. <laughs> and unless you have these conversations, you're never going to be able to put it down. I am in no way qualified to diagnose anything, but I have read and heard advice from several specialists that either you have people carry that weight with you or you have someone give permission to put it down, stop carrying it, you don't need to anymore. And this film somehow covers both of those types of uh, reliefs. No. And uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of broke and rebuilt me in a lot of ways. So I very wow. much hated and enjoyed it. You know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> What's well, like? When's the last time you had an experience like that? That really? Because I I felt the, I felt the same way a lot. Like I don't know when a movie's like demanded that much of me, and I've been able to give it, and felt like I really came away with something because of that. I can't remember the last yeah, time that yeah. happened to me, really, in that on 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 the level that you're talking about, Bradley. Well, something I greatly appreciate about that, on that note too, is that this movie, what it does so well with why you come out thinking so much about it, is that it's just trying to be very straightforward and honest about the topic. Mm -hmm. It's funny because the movie almost dives into getting political, and it's a movie that dealing with a very political topic, but it never yeah. tries to sensationalize or try to put a point yeah. in there. Isn't that great? My biggest fear when I came into this was, are they going to have an agenda basically behind what these people are talking about? And I was like, if they do, <laughs> then it's not like there wouldn't be truth being told, but it would yeah. probably work against the honesty of the film itself the way that people come together. It would be a message movie. And th yes. th the movie works because it, it sticks to the personal and the human rather than anything else. When they do go there, it's handled in a way that you feel like ex exactly how that would go, where it's, it's uncomfortable. People are like, I don't want to talk about this. We're not here to do that. And how the people who kind of persist, they're doing it not because the movie has a message, but because that person is just in so much pain and they want to find some way to make sense out of what happened, to rationalize it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, I think all four of these actors give great performances throughout this film. Like, yeah. you know, most of these people, like, you know, Jason Isaacs is the one they're probably most familiar with outside of Andowed for people who are into the like art film circuit, circuit kind of thing. Some of but, us watched the Goonies. <laughs> well, yes, uh, that's what I was going to say. Well, that. we definitely did. Martha Plimpton, you know, she, this is probably some of the best work she's been given in a while. Yeah. Like, they actually gave her a chance yeah. to actually be a lead character in something. And yeah. one person who really stood out to me too, and I know I've seen this person before, but Reed Bierney playing the husband of Ann Dowd, mm -hmm. it's, I, I think he really stepped up to play 
because basically he's playing the rational person. When I say that in quotey fingers, because it's like he's that personality where he's trying to be as calm about the situation as possible because you know he's hurting but he's he's have, like you can see it thinking to himself that if i don't keep it together nobody else is what struck me about him is that he i felt like he was the one that dealt with it the least outside of that room you know go, going into it i think you're it. supposed to feel that yeah i think that he was just so much he, there was so much contained so much contained within him that he finally mm-hmm. does let out and he is the, i think he's the last one to have that sort of like moment he's the last one to drop the formality yeah, yeah absolutely exactly. oh, yeah. yeah yeah where you can see like like every one of them represents some facet of guilt and grief and trauma yeah and i think <clears throat> they give them all space to speak and i really think that's really well done but you know like i said before i think everyone's great if there was anybody and you know i'm the guy from the eye on the prize so i have to say if there's anybody who deserved <laughs> to be campaigned for an oscar nomination and Dowd should absolutely get it. Yeah. Absolutely. And she has one of the hardest roles, too, because she's playing the mother of the shooter. When she was talking about, how did I? How did this happen? How did I raise a murderer? What What did yeah. I do wrong? No matter how jaded you are, there's nothing but empathy for that character in that moment. Because th- th- she's she's so lost, and she's, she's always going to be searching for the answer to that. And gosh, and hearing her talk about the shame that she felt that she couldn't even bury her own son. The heartbreak that's on her face the entire time, it's it's ironically the person who I felt the most attached to the entire time, which you as the viewer and you as the other couple whose son was murdered by the other couple's son, you're like, you don't want to feel that. You want to have your walls up, but when she just the look on her face the entire time like just what she does with her eyes what she does with her just her little her movements you're like this is somebody who is wearing their compassion uh pretty much the most outwardly of any of them she wants nothing but goodwill for all the people involved in this she's the one who tries to hold out the first olive branch you know and when she does that, you don't feel really anything but just a sense of complete and utter sympathy for this person who, you know, she's not she's not a monster. She is even saying, I thought I was a good parent. We both thought that. I still, in a weird way, think that. And you're just kind of like, that's what I think this movie's greatest strength is just how honest it is with every single one of these uh, people's humility and their humanity. Yeah, the movie's yeah. not trying to point fingers. Like, it wants to, but it's also saying there's just no way to deal with this, especially the fact that the people who are the central focus aren't present to defend themselves or describe their situation here. Yeah. So it's no. everybody else having to carry their problems and their pain for a situation that just is done. It's just, it's hard. There's some points where you, I mean, I'm usually pretty thick-skinned with a lot of these kind of movies, but there's some really heavy moments of acting and drama, especially... I'm going to say this, that one of the things that really got me, because for most of this movie, I really liked it. It just didn't fully hit me until the very last scene that Ann Dowd has in the movie. Mm. And that Mm -hmm. was the moment where I was like, there it is. That's the moment I was waiting for this whole movie. You know, and that's the part that really won me over. Completely agree. Yeah. Oh, man. It's hard to say you enjoy a movie like this (laughs) because of the subject matter. Such fulfillment. Mm. So fun. Yeah, like I wouldn't rush out. Oh, mom, you got to see Mass and Dowd's in it. Oh, and dead children are discussed. <laughs> but it's such so. a but it's such a powerful experience at the same time, you know. Yeah, I'm not the best at marketing things, maybe. <laughs>
So yeah, I I enjoyed this a lot. I actually know these actors from a lot of things. Uh, Martha Plimpton. Me and my wife used to watch Raising Hope oh, regularly and on yeah, syndication. Right. I was going to say Raising Hope. I didn't think anybody would know what I was talking yeah, about. Comedy oh, well, gold. <laughs> and of course, Ann Dowd. Jason Isaacs is my personal front runner of me saying I can't believe they snubbed him for his role in Mass for supporting actor. <laughs> and I've already been practicing, as you can see. What the heck are they thinking, snubbing Jason Isaacs? Jeez. Yeah, I kind of wish they let him use his British accent, but, you know. I can see whatever. the tweets I'm, I'm liking already, Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brita Wool as Judy, the socially awkward, I don't want to gossip, but this is pretty juicy, but also I want to help, but also... The kind of help I'm trying to force on you isn't helping anyone. She was just sporadic and all over the place, but inward. I think there's a character study right there on hers. Um, She just worked at the church and was setting up a choir and was just kind of curious throughout the whole thing on what was going to happen next. So I thought even her performance, though she doesn't have much time, was great. And Michelle Carter is the caring uh, parishioner of the church. Whew. She was great, too. She, she was like a leader, but not saying, I've led you here to discuss amongst yourselves, a shepherd, if you will. And I think they nailed it. There's, like you said, Justin, a lot of political stuff you can bring up on your own if you want, but the film certainly doesn't force any agenda. And it's brutally beautiful, so I'm going to give it... Eight out of ten flowers that I picked myself out of my own garden. Aww. <laughs> I really genuinely like this movie a lot. I, I've been kind of sitting through quite a slog of different things I've had to, you know, prepping for review. Like, I had to watch, like, a whole week's worth of American Horror Story <laughs> just recently. How was that? You will hear my thoughts on that. I will tell you about it later, <laughs> but... It's okay. I already know the answer. Uh, I, know, I, I know my answer already anyways. It's fine. Yeah, I will tell you. We'll talk about that. But after a whole bunch of Ryan Murphy nonsense, it was a lot of fun to actually... Well, okay, fun. It was rewarding to actually sit down and watch an adult drama. One thing I really greatly appreciate about this film is that for all the heaviness and all the dialogue and all the drama and this stuff, it's a PG-13 adult movie in the sense that it didn't feel the need to crowbar F-words or get really vulgar. And to say about Frank Kranz as a director and writer... It's not like he shoots the movie any exquisitely, any form exquisitely kind of thing. It's it's an indie movie. You know, he clearly got together what money he could to get the actors involved, and they shot in Idaho. Woo! <laughs> for me, at least. Yeah, represent. <laughs> yeah, like literally an hour and a half away from here for me. So that's kind of fun. But, you know, it's, it's a very small movie. It's exactly for the Sundance audience it premiered for and for people who like watching small indie dramas. For me, I thought it was great. It's great to see grown-up movies deal with this in a very mature manner. Because then, maybe another perhaps bad, but similar comparison. Bradley, if you remember this movie we saw a couple years back called 22 July, dealing all through with a mass shooting. I'm very glad this one didn't even bother to show or in any way dramatize the actual murders or any of the things that happened. Because I feel like that would have taken away from any of the power of this conversation, too. You know, compared to that film. So, really, really good film. I would probably give it 8.5 out of 10 very strange cutaways to the high school. 
That was a little odd. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm sure this means something. Yeah, like I, I'm sure there's some like it's some like something in the distance kind of thing. But it was weird how they edited it in every now and then. Yeah. The, the length of red tape changed length. That's true. Did you notice mm. that as well? So you could yeah. differentiate between uh, the the yeah. high school and the location yeah, they were that. at. He was having a memory triggered by that red tape. I've actually watched this twice now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess I'm just a glutton for darkness. We have the screener <laughs> for ten watches in case anybody wants to. You know, go a second time, or in your case, a third. <laughs> Just yeah, try to fight the fight fight the urge to wear out my my ability to watch this. No, but I, I watched this twice, and that's because I was just I was riveted by it the first time I saw it. But then I realized that in my first viewing, I had gotten so lost in the world that they had built, this very admittedly tiny world that they had built. I was never in the whole thing watching the performances. I wasn't watching. I wasn't listening to the dialogue. I wasn't even paying attention to the camera work because it just had me so completely immersed in this very real world. I, you really do feel like you are a fly on the wall watching not a play, but a conversation between real people and one that is at times heartbreaking it's beautiful and at times it is so comfortable you want so out of that room you have to remind yourself that you can get out of that room at any point the second time around i went back and watched it because i was like all right now i have to analyze it for the filmmaking that is around it and all of that is so great and all of these actors are giving 110 percent and dowd absolutely deserves an academy award i would argue they all do but if anyone i would say has a real chance it's it's her yeah i just i thought this was beautiful i thought it was so utterly moving and it's a film that when you do inevitably break down and cry eight or nine times it earns it every single time it's effortless in that regard. I wouldn't recommend this to everyone just because I know that there are people out there who just wouldn't be able to handle something like this and that's totally fine, but that's not a fault of the film. It's just how unfortunate and tragic of a situation that it's dealing with. But I really have nothing bad to say about it and I'm going to give it nine out of 10 mason jars full of snails. Aww. <laughs> Aww. That, was such a, that was a really cute jar as well. Like that was just. It like, really was. Yeah. And that that was the first hint of like, okay, maybe I'm not going to make it through this movie, <laughs> like unscathed. <laughs> right. You know, it's like. <laughs> as we all sit here giggling. <laughs> the origin of the character in so many of these stories, like we need to talk about Kevin. That kid came out of the womb like kill, kill, you know, and that's ridiculous, but. Mm-hmm. No, actually, that that was that's a pretty deep movie too. I'm not gonna shit on. No, it. don't. I was like, I was like Bradley, but no. But I will say that Let's you. Let's not fight. I will say you made up a point. You made a point about that that character, the one, the woman who works at the church. I liked watching her because that was very realistic about someone who would be dealing in the situation that they're in. You know, you can tell like that's not part of her world. Like she does not know how to react right. in that situation around people who have been through that. I don't know how to. I know some people might have their cool. I would be like that lady, you know, fussing over everything, fretting over everything. I'm a people pleaser anyway, so that's... But <laughs> it's those touches that really spoke to how authentic and genuine and honest this film is. As far as the filmmaking goes, I thought that there are a bunch of exterior shots here, and it's the only time we really break away from the central foursome. And I thought there was those were all perfectly timed. Those are all beautiful. There's nothing claustrophobic about this film. It's very cinematic, 
but its heart is in its subject matter and in the dialogue and in the acting. Think about Reed Bernay when he was uh, talking about how you know his son killed ten students, and he's like, you know, the whole world mourned ten children, we mourned eleven, and that just was so powerful and it really asked for him and and dad those characters like how do you separate the emotional and the practical and you know how do you separate you know the way you feel with what actually happened i love that the film didn't try to put an answer on that because it shows just how impossible it is to do that i mean this film is just loaded with powerful moments that, that when we were being walked through the various events of the actual shooting that was so excruciating it was so excruciating yeah. and it might i might as well have been watching it because it was delivered with such yeah. force and it was by and, and it was delivered by people who have replayed it in their minds time and time again and i'm a sucker for that subgenre of films that are about people who are gone and the ones who are left behind with with unanswered questions and mm-hmm. trying to reconcile themselves with the way things are now and the fact that they'll never get answers to those questions that always makes for a compelling drama it's not a good time, but it is a very enriching time. And I, th- I feel those movies are really good for the soul in, in a roundabout way. And this is probably one of the best of those types of films I've seen in a long time. I'm definitely going to be remembering this remembering this come awards season. I, I don't think I've seen a more powerful en- ensemble that works so harmoniously together. I'm going to give this 10 out of 10. Shout outs to Peter Scolari because he died today and he was a great character actor from Bosom Buddies and New Heart and that Lena Dunham show. Girls. <laughs> that <laughs> that oh, wait, Lena he Dunham died? show. I did, not, I did not know he died. Oh, Which I never, yeah, he, he you died. Didn't know that? He died of cancer. Happened. Yeah. Like, Two year battle with oh. cancer. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 shout outs to Peter Scolari because uh, he was a cutie and a good actor. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just to keep it light. Keep it light. <laughs> As we've been doing this whole time. Yes. <laughs>